0: My dad has reported now three visits to the casino that is near his house. All three of them profitable.
1: It's amazing. I feel like he should like stop going now.
0: Well, I texted him that and he's like, well, I left today when he was up (laughs) to when he was up 200 bucks. But you're talking about like stop going forever.
1: No, not forever, but just like for a little bit.
0: Well, I think because because the casino was what my mom and dad did for, I think, the past decade. Like we used to call and joke that if we got their answering machine, it's like, oh, they're at the office because they would go that frequently. Mm-hmm. So I think um, she is, uh, you know, in angel form, like rearranging the cards in the A deck. casino angel. Yes, because uh, he won big like five or six hundred bucks, if I remember correctly, the first time he went or the second time, then he won a a couple hundred more. And then he just reported today. He went for a little while this morning, won uh, 200 bucks. So congratulations. Maybe I should fly up there and start going to the casino with him.
1: What if you jinx him?
0: No, then I'll never be allowed in New York state again.
2: The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff.
1: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
0: My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for umbrellas.
1: My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the hardwood floors in our house.
0: Um, I have a quick, uh, update on the states. If I may, um, we're trying to reach 50 states. We want to, we want to have listeners in all 50 states. We're at like 44%. I don't know exactly how many states that are, that are, that that is, (laughs) maybe I'm a pirate. Uh, we're at 44%, which is probably like 23 states, I think. And. One of them was not New York where I grew up, which is so disappointing.
1: I know, right? No hometown love.
0: Until now.
3: Hi, Callie. Hi, Jeff. This is Verna. Hey, Doug. From Syracuse, (laughs) New York. Just wanted to call and say you guys are doing a great job. And I listen to your podcast every day. And just to let you know, yes, it is snowing outside. And I just want to give a big shout out to your dad. Hi, Jim. It's me, Verna, your neighbor. <laughs> Good job. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.
0: That's the- Finally,
3: uh,
1: thank you.
0: Thank you, Verna. That's Tom and Verna who live across the street from my dad and have been uh, so helpful, you know, keeping him company and- uh, they Feeding him. Feeding him. My gosh, every time I talk to him, he's got a, a new delivery of some decadent food from one of the neighbors. And, uh, Verna started listening to podcasts when dad told her about this one. And now she's hooked and she listens all the time. And Tom claims to not listen. He's like, yeah, I I don't listen. But whenever we start talking about something that was on the show, he chimes in and he's like, well, I must've just been in the room (laughs) when that was on. Verna says he hovers. So thank you, Tom. Thank you, Verna, for, uh, for listening to the podcast and letting me cross New York off the list of states.
1: We are headed to Nashville right now, like probably as you're listening to this, and we're going to be up there all weekend. We're hosting a meetup for any upsiders that want to come say hey and hang. And I have seen quite a few people, either their messages on the Facebook group or message me and say, do I need to bring someone? Do I have to bring someone when I come? No, no, no. Come. People come to our events all the time solo and they wind up having a great time. That is why T-Bird's there. You have an automatic friend in us, but T-Bird as well.
0: Yeah. T-Bird will be there. Katie can't make it because, uh, her little daughter, Brooklyn, apparently she doesn't trust her to stay home alone. And Katie's husband is an accountant. And this is like tax. This is like, she's not going to see him until April 15th. Yeah, right. So she's unable to come, but T-Bird will be there. And we want you to be there. It's 6 p.m. on Saturday. All the details will come right to your phone. If you text the word Nashville to 800-434-5454. But uh, let's see you Saturday. And, And I think, Callie, we should... Take this opportunity of being at a bar with T-Bird. Oh, and by the way, kids are allowed. Did we say that yet?
1: No, until 8 p.m.
0: Yeah, and so the meetup's at 6, so you can bring your kids to this place. Um, It's what's it called? Pins Mechanical. Yes. Um, On Grunby, Grunby? Grundy. Grundy, thank you. Uh, You can bring your kids until 8 o'clock, but we also want you to bring your single men.
1: We do because T-Bird is single and- um, Ready to mingle. I don't know if she's ready to mingle, but she's like, okay, maybe I could go on a date. That's more what she's like. She's not-
0: But bring- She's very
1: independent. So let's give qualifications out for if you want to bring someone to be T-Bird's date, an awesome guy that you know, Um, he has to let her be independent.
0: Yeah. She went out with a guy- who she went out with him twice. She liked him. And on the second date, he was giving her crap about her work schedule. Like she, we, it was the um Valentine's weekend. And she's like, yeah, I got an event both nights. And he's like, oh, you got to go to both of them on their second date.
1: Yeah. And she's like, um, yeah, that's my job. And this is our second date. You're weird. Okay. Bye. Um, so anyways, they have to be super kind, like a kind person. I would say a strong person. And I would say definitely, um, no one that's going to, you know, cramp her style.
0: Well, and you're forgetting the most important thing is no freeloaders, no freeloaders. She wants somebody who makes their own money, will pay for her steak dinner when they go out to dinner. She's not looking for a sugar daddy. No, maybe she is. I don't know, but she's not, uh, she, that's not a qualification, but she wants somebody that she's not going to have to take care of financially.
1: Yes. And I would say probably based on my own experience being married to someone that's been divorced before, I think divorce people two thumbs up.
0: Yeah, because we've already made the mistakes and we know how not to do things, right? And we have no problem. I think the biggest thing I took away from being married and then divorced is when Callie does something, and I, I'll say this every episode if it if it presented itself, always sweat the small stuff. Like don't let it build up. So if Callie does something for a couple of days that bugs me, I just tell her. And I don't think you take offense at it, right?
1: I don't. You're just like, hey, that's really getting on my nerves. Can you not do that? Or can you help me with this? And then it's a non-issue as opposed to not saying anything for years and then having something explode. And that's one of the things that I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but I know people definitely love to say, you know, like, don't sweat the small stuff. And I also, that's not the only thing that we like not preach about in our relationship, but are proud of in our relationship that goes against the grain.
0: Yeah. I, the, 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 yeah, because I think if you were to look, if you were to do a study of divorce cases and take out catastrophic things, and I would include like infidelity in mm-hmm. that, like take, take um, take away like throwing the grenade in the room type stuff, mm-hmm. and just have it be. I would say the majority of divorces are because s- s- tiny things that built up over time. You know what I'm saying?
1: That wind up being big things because you didn't hit them off,
0: and f- when they were bothering you, right? So you went a decade and a half being totally okay with him cutting his toenails at the kitchen table. And then in year 16, all of a sudden, everything he does is disgusting and get out of the house. Right. And I think that's where divorces come from. So anyways, that's, we why, also, you, that's why you should take T-Bird.
1: <laughs> yeah, we also, are our, our other unpopular thing that we do that a lot of people. Okay. Are,
0: n- number one is sweat the small stuff.
1: Yeah. And number two is go to bed mad.
0: Oh, yeah, that's People
1: love to say, never go to bed mad. And I hate that.
0: Well, you're really good about whether it's me or anybody. If somebody upsets you, you're really good about saying, all right, let me figure out why I'm mad, sad, frustrated, whatever your feeling is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And you take the time to do that. I don't think most people do. I I don't think I do that well. I do it because of you, but-
1: but we don't, we've never been like, let's solve this whole thing before we go to bed or we're not going to bed. Like the reality is we're going to be married in the morning. We're not breaking up and we'll be less mad in the morning. So that's another, we do relationships kind of maybe a little backwards from most people, but I don't, I don't know I'm it, totally good with it.
0: I don't know if it's backwards, but it's unconventional, it's unconventional untraditional wisdom
1: untraditional wisdom. I like
0: that. So uh, speaking of day, so anyways, if you know a single guy who would respect T-Bird's independence uh, and um, is is independent himself, doesn't need a sugar mama to take care of him, bring him to Pins Mechanical Saturday night and we'll screen him and see if he's T-Bird worthy.
1: Yeah, because we're gonna be very picky on her behalf.
0: All right. So, uh, speaking of dates, you know what I forgot about yesterday when you were talking? I asked you if you ever walked out on a date. Yeah, is I have a a lifelong regret about not walking out on a date.
1: Okay, who wh- how long ago was this? It's
0: when I lived in Boston, Massachusetts. So it would have been the early to mid 90s. Okay. So like 94 or 95. You don't have to tell me you were in third grade or whatever, I don't care. <laughs> so and I took this I was there was a woman that I was taking out and I and she had kind of she had a cool name like I want to say like Alana or something, like it was, it was a non-traditional name. That's all I remember about her. And I went to her house and I picked her up. And as I was picking her up, she basically said that this was just a platonic date. Like she almost started the date by saying, this is going to end with us just being friends. And she had a reason that made sense But like, like what's a reason that would make sense? I, she got out of a bad relationship or she's not looking to date right now, or she, maybe she might even have said she's kind of seeing somebody else. Oh, then why would she even go? Exactly. But why didn't I, for, I, I, it still pops into my head here. We are 30 years later, however many years later, 20, 30 years later, it still pops in my head every now and again. And I'm like, why didn't I just say, oh, well. No, that's not what I'm signing up for. Because
1: you know the whole point of dating, right, is to, like, meet someone that you could get into a relationship with. And if you're going into it being like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be in a relationship, then what's the point? I will say, though, I, I was think twi- that is. W- I was
0: 20 years old, like, living in, like, I wasn't trying to find a relationship, but I at least wanted to make out and maybe, you know. And stuff. Touch a boob or something.
1: <laughs> but. Um, I think that is so true to your old self, like the don't cause any problems, go with the flow.
0: Just I, I wish I could remember exactly what I said. Cause it's so dumb. She's like, I go to pick her up and I'm like, Hey, I'm so excited. I think we do this. And then we do this. And she's like, okay, well, I just want to let you know that that we're just doing this as friends. Like, I, I'm not going to date you. Like, she said that that sentence, and I was like, no, of course. Yeah, I, I'd much rather hang out with you knowing that nothing's going to happen
1: What um, than, being,
0: than hanging out Why with, did like,
1: you ask her out in the first place? Because I thought there was a chance. Oh, okay. Obviously. Yeah.
0: So I was like. Where'd you
1: meet this person? I don't remember. Mm.
0: So I don't know.
1: Dating regret, the one that got away. Oh, you want to hear a drama a like super drama story from when I was dating? Sure. I just thought of this. So um, I'm not gonna say who it is, because some people might know this person, but I was kind of very casually dating this guy that I spent my childhood in love with. And finally, we were both at a point when we were adults where we both happened to be single.
0: Does everyone let me pause right there? Does every woman have a multi-year childhood crush. Yes. Everybody. Yes. Every single woman has a guy in their life that like in seventh grade, they decided I want to marry him.
1: Probably multiple.
0: And from seventh grade up until senior in high school. Hi, that's my guy. And then it just,
1: yeah. Or it's just like, they're so cute and they're so out of your league. So they're like, you're, oh my gosh, like I, it's just like a secret crush that you have like forever. Yeah. Um, but you never do anything about So when we were adults. We kind of reconnected via social media. We were both single. So we started like kind of hanging out. No, we didn't live in the same city. So it was just like, oh, you're home for Thanksgiving. I'm home for Thanksgiving. Uh, Let's hang out kind of yeah. situation.
0: Let's stuff the turkey.
1: Okay. I'm going to act like you didn't say that, but he spent a really long time. We were talking about previous relationships and all of that stuff. And he spent a while making his case as to why he had broken up with his super long-term girlfriend. And it was, it was a really good reason. He's like, you know, we just got to a point we've been dating for, you know, and this was, he was out of college already. So he's like, we've been dating for like four years and I didn't feel like she was the one and here's why. And gave all these great reasons. Like we don't have a lot in common. We don't, you know, she's really nice, but I'm just, it's just not the person that's supposed to be my wife. Right. So this is like in December over Christmas break. Valentine's day of the next year, like two months later, I find out that he's engaged
0: to that woman.
1: Yes. (laughs) And I was like, okay, first of all, you gave really compelling reasons for like not wanting to marry that person. And I wasn't like, tell me everything about the relationship. He was kind of offering it. So I texted him like a week after that. And all I said was
0: congrats. No, I
1: said, I thinking, I think you're making a huge mistake. And it wasn't about me. It was just like, Hey, cause we've known each other for at that point, like 10, 15 years. And, um, I just said, that was the last thing I ever said to him. He never wrote back. I never spoke to him again. I've never seen him again. Like our parents are friends and I don't think they know that story, but yeah, I just texted him. I said, I think you're making a huge mistake and he never responded and he married her. And I think they have kids now.
0: Maybe while he was telling you all the reasons he, as he was saying them out loud, he started to realize that they weren't. The reason that they weren't good reasons.
1: I don't know what it was, but it was really, um, yeah, I don't know. And if I saw him in person, I would feel so awkward. Cause I don't know if he thinks that I was saying you're making a big mistake. I'm the one. Cause I really wasn't like, I don't think that he and I were ultimately compatible at all. It was just kind of like a fun, like it was just kind of like a fun holiday thing. And so anyways, yeah never talked to him again in my entire life. And, um, yeah, our parents see each other
0: quite frequently. Should we try to get him on the phone for one of the episodes? next? Absolutely
1: not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like blushing talking about it. I would be mortified and I'm sure his wife doesn't know that he was, you know, saying all of those things about her. Um, I wouldn't want to (laughs) know if you were saying those things about me. Good point. Very good. Because We're married and it doesn't matter now. So it all worked out, but, um, yeah, awkward dating stories.
0: If you have been following Katie Burke on Instagram, that's Katie Muse Burke on Instagram, right? You've seen her progress all week or her her videos all week of her using this brand new app called Future. You've now completed week two. Thumbs up.
2: Two thumbs up. I'm feeling so good. I'm feeling really sore, but... That is a good thing. That is a good thing when you're working out.
0: The um, the app is actually paired with your Apple Watch. And if you don't have an Apple Watch, they send you one to use. And then they- For free. For free. <laughs> and then they give you a trainer to to get you through the whole week.
2: Yeah. I mean, Paul and I- Paul. That's <laughs> Paul. my trainer. <laughs> We're like best friends now. We talk, we talk every day. Okay. Maybe not every day, but every day that I've got a scheduled workout. We talk all the time. And he- I got to say, I would like to personally thank Paul because he has me feeling better than I have felt probably since I've had my daughter, Brooklyn, and that was in March of 2019. I am doing workouts that I have never done before. I'm doing, um, you know, just like planks and stuff like that, that I, you couldn't pay me to normally do, (laughs) but um, I... I love it. It's got me feeling so great. And I, I love this app. I can't wait to continue working out with Paul right now. We are doing four workouts a week, which, um, it's really great with my schedule because I've got a baby and I can't always get to the gym. So Paul has, you know, personalized workouts that I could do either at the gym or at home. So it's been really great.
0: Paul sounds like a great guy.
2: He's, I mean, I, I, I love him. He's, he's the man. Paul's the man. Even my husband's like, what's Paul doing? <laughs> what's you, Paul saying?
3: <laughs> if
1: you want to try out the future app today, go to try slash upside and get 50% off your first month. Again, that's tryfuture.com slash upside for 50% off your first month.
0: Not all CBD is created equal, and not many CBD companies actually blend CBD with other natural ingredients to maximize its effects. Hemp Fusion does that. They blend CBD with terpenes, with omegas, with other natural ingredients so that they help specific areas, stress, sleep, energy. Hemp Fusion has done the research, and they're passing their knowledge on to you. You can get CBD anywhere but you can only get quality CBD from a few select sources. And our favorite is Hemp Fusion. Get 20% off your first order and free shipping by using the promo code UPSIDE at hempfusion.com. That's promo code UPSIDE at hempfusion.com for 20% off your first order.
1: Have you ever paid more for your glasses than you have for a plane ticket? Because I definitely have. And I remember keeping that one pair of glasses for like 10 or 12 years because I was so intimidated by the price. Well, Warby Parker, that is not the case with them. They have boutique quality eyewear at a price point you can afford. So they start at $95. I have been a paying customer of theirs for years. They have a great selection. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to warbyparker.com slash upside. They have a free try on home program. So you will take a quiz about yourself. They will say, Hey, here's the styles we think look good on you. They will send you five of them to your house. Now, you know, that I got to test everything out for myself. So I did my at-home try-on and then I went to a Warby Parker store thinking there's no way that they could have nailed this with just an online quote. Well, guess what? The two pair I ordered were from my at-home try-on. I didn't wind up getting anything else at the store. They nailed it by mailing me five pairs to try on at home. You are going to love this brand. Go to warbyparker.com upside, take the quiz, Order your free home try-on now at warbyparker.com slash upside.
2: Hey Callie and Jeff, my name's Reagan and I was calling about the Free Stuff Friday. I wanted y'all to hear my Free Stuff Friday voice, so here we go. Hey, everyone, it's Free Stuff Friday,
3: where you get free stuff, because it's Friday. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Thank you, Reagan, for stepping into the Free Stuff Friday announcer booth today. Appreciate you. Up for grabs this week, $280 worth of Cutco knives.
1: Now, we in the dollar house are mildly obsessed and probably for Jeff, majorly obsessed with Cutco knives. And Jeff, tell them why.
0: They're very sharp, like dangerously sharp. So just be careful. That's all I'm going to say about that because I don't need to get all woozy. But I may have I, I may have a scar on my finger. That's not what you love about them. From a from a bagel, uh, what do I love about them? The fact that they have a lifetime warranty that you can send them back and have them sharpened. Their customer service is outstanding, uh, and I like I appreciate a good set. And I blame Callie, your parents, for giving us our first couple of Cutco knives. I think we moved in together. Yeah, when we got engaged.
1: Um, when we got engaged. Uh they gave us a set and we seriously probably have 15 knives now. We love them. I have gotten Jeff other knives and he has politely returned them to get Cutco knives instead. So that's where we're at with that. Um, Text the word blade, B-L-A-D-E to 800-434-5454 if you want to win this set. And don't forget, Cutco has been nice enough to say you can have the color of your choice in this set. So that's white, that's black, and I believe the third color is brown.
0: Blade to 800-434-5454. Free stuff Friday.
1: We have a list that we started on our last show about how to let go of the past. And I really loved the first two things and I'm excited to keep going on the list. And if you weren't around for our last episode, go listen to that and then you can catch up and yeah.
0: The official word is ruminating. When you dwell on the past, Um, This is from a Psychology Today article. Uh, When you dwell on the past and you hold on to the past, it's called ruminating. And in order to move forward, you have got to let go of the stuff that lives inside your brain because science has proven that negative thoughts take more energy than positive thoughts. So well, now they not, take
1: more energy to figure out. So when you have something negative happen or you're experiencing negative thoughts, those take more of your mental energy to sort through than a quick happy emotion. So that's why they last longer and we were talking about this list of how to let go of all the stuff that's lingering.
0: Because there's nothing worse than knowing that everybody in 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 a situation has moved on and you're still stuck obsessing over something. It just it almost makes you
1: Yeah. You're like held captive in your own brain. I think you should do number three because I think it's more relatable to you. And I think number four,
0: I speak to. Learn to forgive yourself. That's number three on the list. When something goes wrong, we tend to blame ourselves as well as other people. Like what could I have done differently? Why did I do this? Why did I act this way? Why did I do? Why did I say what I said or do what I did? And sometimes it becomes easy to forgive other people for their role, but you forget to forgive yourself. So did you make a mistake? Yeah, probably, everybody does, but you've gotta learn to forgive yourself, learn from your mistake, errors can be corrected, mistakes are not a final destination, it's just a stop that uh, helps us get ready for the rest of our journey. So learn from your mistake, Forgive yourself and then continue moving forward. My
1: favorite part of that is mistakes are not a final t- destination. I don't know why we do that to ourselves about getting so obsessed that, oh my gosh, I'm done. Right. I'm done. Everything is horrible. I'm, you know, whether it's getting fired or you make a mistake in a presentation or you, I don't know, rip your jeans, you know, I on the scru- way. To-
0: I screwed that up. I'm never going to be able to redeem myself. That's yeah, it's not. True. That is
1: such a lie that is such a lie. It is not your final destination.
0: That's untrue on every level. Redemption is always an option.
1: But we love to tell ourselves that. Yeah. (laughs) Number four is don't let your problems define you. When we get so stuck in a problem, it becomes hard to separate the event from who we are. Your stories shape you, but don't define your identity. Don't let a bitter experience become who you are. Letting go of a past story makes space for new ones. Focus on the here and now and become at peace with yourself. This is so important. And I think maybe someone listening might identify with this right now. If something bad happens to you or something that wasn't planned or something really hard that you've gone through, you can let it shape who you are and who you become, but living in the past and whether it's, oh, my spouse left me because of this and and holding on that or holding on to that, that's going to prevent new good things from coming in there if that's what you're holding on to. And you can help let it help define, like shape who you are. But don't let it become your entire identity.
0: And I think we all know people who use their problems to create their identity, right? Yes. Like uh-huh. They are defined by everything bad that's happened to them. And sometimes I worry on our show, and I've talked to you before this about this before, Callie, like off the air or whatever, off, what do you call it when you're podcasting? And you're when not, we're
1: not recording? When
0: we're not recording. <laughs> where I've said, I feel like we talk a lot about the circumstances of our lives over the past few years. And I don't ever want anyone to think that we are defining ourselves by the bad thing that happens. Mm-hmm. What we're trying to demonstrate is that your problem can be part of your story no matter whatever, big problem, little mm-hmm. problem, whatever. But what you need to carry with you is the lesson and the acceptance that that bad thing was just part of a journey that's much greater and positive.
1: Right. Does that make sense? huh.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: And I think when you're in, when you're living, when you're shaping your identity around negativity or your problems or the bad things that have happened, I think you feel captive by that, by that. You don't feel free. You feel held hos- hostage by how you feel right? and how you feel your emotions towards whatever bad that happened to you. Um, so yeah, that was a nice reminder. I really like that.
0: The last one we will um, have on Monday's episode. And as Kelly just said, if you want to hear the first two, they were on yesterday's show.
1: I found the sweetest super pup alert, and I immediately sent it to Jeff because it just really affirmed what's so amazing about dogs. So there's if, you, a if, you, if
0: you haven't caught on, if you're a new listener to the show, we love us some animals. We and, do. And we love... Uh highlighting animals who are who are smart as smart as humans. We
1: don't even deserve them, I honestly. Know. Animals are too good for us. Uh there was a three-year-old playing in his backyard, and he I almost said got out. He didn't get out anywhere, but he wandered off You're right pretty far into the woods, and his mom was freaking out. But as you will, she noticed that their pipple buddy was also not around. So she was like, I, when she called the cops to tell them her son was missing, she's like, I hope that the dog is with him. And sure enough, when the cops found him, he was with his dog, Buddy, and Buddy had stayed with him. There were some people that weren't cops that had tried to approach the little boy to see if he needed help. And the dog was being super protective and was like, do not touch my human and like warning them to get away. And when the cops came, they were able to get Buddy and his human back safely to their house. And Buddy stayed with his human the entire time and never strayed, never let people that he thought were dangerous get close to the boy. And I just, oh my
0: gosh, I love it. When I, am I remembering correctly, um, last winter, same story, a kid got lost in the woods, like near his house, and he had his dog with and him. And the dog kept him warm. And the dog laid next to him yeah. at night because it was overnight and it was chilly And the, until the cops found him the next day. But the dog laid on top of him.
1: They're amazing. Their instincts are so sweet, and that just like warms my heart. <laughs> Although it's funny, because can you imagine us having kids, and our kid leaving? Sadie would be like, "See ya." Yeah. <laughs> Sadie would. No,
0: just like- you're forgetting Sadie's true role in life. Callie, Callie's first dog was um, a dog named Blair, who would escape every now and again. And when Blair would get out of the fenced-in yard at my house. Sadie would come to the back door and tell us.
1: She would just bark and not stop. We're like, Sadie, what do you want?
0: She's such a teacher's pet. She's like, that one's out. That one's out. The other one, the (laughs) other one got out and is not supposed to be out. I didn't go out. There was a hole in the fence. I could have gone out. I didn't go out. That one went out. Go get her and punish her. That one needs to be punished. (laughs) I feel like Lily would go. Lily would, well, she would just follow anybody anywhere. Right, Lils? Yeah. She's, of course, sitting here in our studio slash living room, protecting us from all the squirrels in the backyard. All right. Here's my three random things. Over the weekend, feel free to use any of these words that sound dirty, but they aren't. Okay. First one, weenus. (laughs) (laughs) I should have made a game out of this and made you try to guess what a weenus is. I know what it is. You do? It's your knee, right? No.
1: I thought it was like the skin on your knee.
0: It's the skin on your elbow. Oh, elbow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah
0: the weenus. They look the, the same. Blue skin covering the outside. You're going to get kids trained.
1: all sorts of things to talk about at school today, by the way.
0: All right. Here you go, kids, especially if you are a young man between the ages of four and 11. Here's one for you. A poop deck poop deck is the highest deck of any ship interesting uh do you know what it means to tit up no it means to move with jerky or exaggerated movements tit up tit up is that two words no one word t-i-t-t-u-p tit up up. uh and finally um do you know what a bunghole is (laughs)
1: No, but I feel like we should. All I know about it is from Beavis and Butthead.
0: It's the opening on the side of a wine barrel.
1: There's an opening on the side of the wine barrel?
0: That's how they get the wine out. Oh. When they they put the grapes in and they seal it, and then when it's time to.
1: Got it's it. Like, <laughs> you really liked that one, didn't you? Bung hole. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> You're so ridiculous. Weenus. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: it's just like fifth grade humor, and I'm laughing.
0: Uh, if your child is lying, parents, it means that he or she is smarter than other kids. This is in a research journal called the Law and called Law and Human Behavior. And according to developmental psychologists, kids who deceive have a higher verbal IQ and better executive functioning skills. That makes sense. Yep. Uh, Here's the not so good part. They're probably so good at lying that they're fooling even you. Um, A study found that adults are able to identify when a kid is lying just 47% of the time, less than than half. And finally, for the weekend and for our adventure up to Nashville, uh, if you want to take the edge off of a hangover, Uh, vodka and gin are the drinks you should, are the alcohols that you should drink. Mm -hmm. Um, they, uh, cause less hangovers than whiskey or tequila. Um, the dark, generally speaking, the darker colored, the liquor, the more dangerous the hangover could be. Interesting. Yep. And then, uh, fruit juice. The Sugar in fruit juice will actually help hydrate you the next day more than just water. So, fruit juice, I would
1: have thought it the opposite because of the sugar that's in fruit juice.
0: That's what I thought too. Because, yeah, you know, the worst hangovers come when you have like my sugary
1: drinks, yeah. yeah, or
0: something terrible like that. Um, and it is true that alcohol itself can relieve the symptoms of a hangover. Hmm. Yep, so there you go, there's your three random things uh, weenus, hangover, lying kids. thanks for listening to the upside
2: thank you for listening to the upside with Callie and jeff please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of the upside are you excited
1: about our trip to nashville
0: i am so excited to drive from atlanta to nashville and watch you nap
1: yes because that's what i'm going to be doing i wake up early i work very hard and i love a good car nap something about the sound of like the engine and the car and the road and the whatever, I sleep like a baby in the car.
0: Callie Brink, this is a true story, she brings the pillow off her bed Yep. and a blanket in the front seat of the car. And But before we even get on like the main highway out of Atlanta, she'll be curled up and like snoozing.
1: Not sorry, it's amazing. It's my favorite thing to do. Who doesn't love a good car nap?
3: Hi, Callie and Jeff. I had to pause today's podcast because TC's hype during your comedy show, Jeff, was awesome. I loved everything about it. His little, you know, rap and everything. It was just really, really great. Loved it. Great job, TC. Can't wait to meet you uh, at the next event. Hopefully May 9th. Bye. I
1: don't know about you, but I have a long list of books that I want to read, and they're books that my friends are talking about or books that I feel like everyone at work is talking about that I haven't had time to read. And I do like to read, but I never can find the time to sit down and do it. Enter Blinkist. It works on your phone or your tablet or your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. So you don't have to read the whole thing. They're going to take the main parts of the book and then you can join in on those conversations that everyone's having and get the gist of it and get what you need to know quickly. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our Upside listeners. Go to Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Upside. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Upside to start your seven-day free trial.
3: Hi, Callie and Jeff, it is Tina from Nashville. We are so excited that you're coming this weekend. A couple of details, pins mechanical is 21 and up after 8 p.m. So the time of our meetup will be totally fine to bring your kids. It's a lot of fun. There's games and foosball and tiny little bowling and great food and great drinks. So don't be a stranger if you live in Nashville. Come out and join the fun. I know a couple of people are nervous to come by themselves, but it's going to be a great time, and we can't wait to see you on Saturday. Have a great day. Hey, y'all. This is Brenda. Two three about the pens in the medical offices. I work in one, but you better make sure that I will wipe down those pans with Lysol wipes daily. Another PSA in doctor's offices or even restaurants, beware of public candy. We have mints placed at the checkout window, which is also right by the bathroom door. We see a lot of times people coming out of the bathroom with the toilet still flushing, which is a true indication that they have not washed their hands. And guess what they do next? dig their hands into that candy bucket to get some wrapped mints. So be wary of pens, yes, but also be wary of public mints. Talk to you later. Bye. Yes, this is Amy, and I wanted to call in. I'm running behind on episodes, so I'm trying to catch up. And today I listened to the one about Ann Cox Chambers, and I have worked for Cox Enterprises for 20 years. Their whole family is just really amazing and they're a great company to work for. And I remember one time my husband drove me to work and in front of us parking was Jim Kennedy, which was Ann Cox Chambers' nephew. And I told my husband, I said, that's Jim Kennedy. He runs Cox. And my husband said, there ain't no way that man driving that little Honda electric car is running this company. And I said, that just goes to show you people that Or billionaires really care about the environment and animals and other things. And that's all I wanted to say. I love you guys, and I enjoy so much listening to you. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Patrick. Uh, Just giving you guys a quick call. Jeff, you are not crazy for letting somebody know if your head hurt or something and then uh, letting them know just in case. Something happens. I do the same thing. My wife thinks it's weird, but I think that's my, that might be why she likes me. So, not weird. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. See ya. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Amy from Noonan, Georgia. Uh, I just paused the episode because you were talking about your great invention of having one central location, central app for all of your messaging, everything, social media, all of that. It was done before on an episode of The Office called Woof. If you don't remember it, look up the office, look up the episode. It failed miserably, but they did get some money out of it um, because of the, the domain, the web domain, the web name. So anyway, have a great day. Bye. Hi, Kelly and Jess. Uh, two things from your show today resonated with me. One, what would you do if you had all of the money in the world? And honestly, I would do the exact same thing, uh, which is teach eighth graders social studies, which makes me slightly crazy, but that's okay. I can deal with the snark. I think it's hilarious. The second thing you said that resonated with me is that, you know, putting forth the effort for a few years to get something done is worth it in the end. I'm halfway through a doctorate program and I get tired and exhausted frequently and always think about calling it quits. But what you talked about on today's show has really helped me just think about like, you know, in the long term, getting this doctorate done is so important and such a short thing and I will be so much happier on the other end. Thanks for all you guys do. Bye.
0: I'm truly thankful that we're all here and if you just started your journey here welcome aboard and enjoy the ride no matter where you're at in life be it a high or low it's always better when you're looking to it from the upside.